What is up, Goal Line listeners? We are back with a special Christmas night edition of the Goal Line. That's right. There are no days off for me and Jordan. We only got a couple weeks left in the regular season, and we were not going to miss bringing you a podcast live during this heavyweight matchup of the Ravens and the 49ers. Uh, Jordan, what's going on, man? How was Christmas? Christmas was good, man. It's just always uh, such a hectic weekend or couple days, whatever you want to call it. I know this weekend or this year it happened to fall on a Sunday, Monday, so it, it made it a little bit better. But um, yeah, man, it was it was hectic, but uh, some good football this weekend and uh, got a good game going tonight. So yeah, man, everything's good here. Yeah, same with us, man. I kind of feel you. I'm kind of at the point of exhaustion. You guys just heard me pop the top. It's actually the uh, first beer I cracked open today, man. I've just been hanging out with the kids, putting together toys, playing, watching movies. We sat down and watched their Christmas story for the uh, the first time from start to finish, man. The kids really dug that. So, uh, yeah, it has been a long day, man. I'm looking forward to having a, a real chill day tomorrow before I got to go back to work on Wednesday. Are you back at work? Or no, you guys are heading on vacation tomorrow, huh? Yeah, dude. Tomorrow morning we leave at 7 for Colorado, so... no rest for the wicked here like uh i gotta drive us the whole way through and nebraska had a decent snowstorm today and there was some shitty roads but it looks like it's all gonna be cleared up by tomorrow morning so what's that uh what's that drive like man it's about eight and a half hours it's not too bad are you already close enough are you already past that fork in the road that uh harry and lloyd uh took the wrong way on dumb and dumber or are you going past nope, that uh, I'll, that intersection? I'll go past that. Yeah, we'll go past that on eighty. We need you need to get a picture for the uh, on social media of it tomorrow, man. As you go past it, dude. <laughs> I sure thought those Rocky Mountains would be a lot more rocky. I was thinking the same thing. John Denver's full of shit. <laughs> All right, man. You ready to get in and talk some football? Yeah, let's do it. I figured since this is going to be the last time in quite a while we're talking football on Christmas, at least NFL football, there's no better way to start this than to talk about the games today so far in the first half of what we've seen tonight. Um, dude, I, I, I've said it. I've just kept harping it for the last two months. The Chiefs are nowhere near the powerhouse that they have been in the past. Dude, it keeps showing its ugly head. Their offense is not good, man. They just, they cannot. Today was rock bottom, man. Yeah. I mean, the defense played their ass off, dude. I think the Raiders scored six or seven points against the defense. Uh, I saw a stat. I don't think O'Connell completed a pass in the second half of the game, man. Like, the defense balled out, but the offense is just absolutely abysmal, man. You know, those back-to-back turnovers um, there in the second quarter really pretty much lost in the game. If the, if the offense was just neutral all day, uh, I think the Chiefs win that game. But, yeah, it's it's definitely time to hit the panic button, man. You know, all season long we've been saying, hey, they still got my homes. They still got my homes. But as of right now, dude, I'm getting very strong 2019 Patriots vibes. Remember, that was that year the Patriots started out 8-0, they weren't really kicking anybody's ass, but they had a really good start. And then the cracks started to show the second half of the season. They end up limping towards the playoffs. And you're still thinking because they got Brady, they'll be fine. But they went out and got smoked that first playoff game by a younger, more aggressive Tennessee Titans team that season. And it's dude, at this point, it's hard to it's hard to picture the uh, the Chiefs having a different fate unless they luck out and draw the Steelers or something in the first round. Uh, I'm getting very, very nervous about Kansas City. Uh, making it to the divisional round of the playoffs. And I would not have said that at all, uh, you know, a month ago or even a couple weeks ago. Dude, they're going to end up playing the Browns or somebody like that in round one, and that is going to be a nightmare scenario for them. Like, Yeah, they don't want to catch no hungry physical team. I mean, a team the like they play like the Raiders did today, you know? Yeah, or or they end up catch or not the Chiefs, the, the Bills. Like, dude, Chiefs catch Bills or Browns. I know what we're saying here, but – Dude, I don't think they want to play either one of those teams round one. Like, I just, I I feel like both those teams are playing at such a high level right now, and the Chiefs are not. Um, And it started to bubble over to the sideline. Like, Mahomes was. Kelsey slamming helmets. Mahomes was always kind of a. I mean, he's a quarterback, dude. They all want to be babied by the NFL. So I, I feel like me just saying it's him is unfair to him. But it does seem like he's whining a lot more the, this year than he has in past years. But it, it is really starting to bubble over. And you can tell they're extremely frustrated. And um, somebody brought it up today, man. And I really hadn't th- given this too much thought. This is their first year without enemy And they got Nagy calling the plays <laughs> instead. I saw that too, man. I saw today, man, that uh, that was the thing. I, 
I don't know. I mean, it's definitely possible, but it's not like Washington has really been setting the world no. on fire. You know, he went over to cover for them. I, I think it's the personnel, man. I think it has, you know, I don't to quote an old uh, Lou Holtz um, quote from way back in the day. I don't think it's the X's and O's. I think it's the Jimmy's and Joe's. Yeah, their offensive line is nowhere near as good. That's pretty obvious. I mean, yeah, I mean, dude, the times the Chiefs offense actually looked, I won't say competent, but the times they actually moved the ball today, it was literally just flag football playground style. Mahomes was just dropping back and taking off, dude. It was like, you know, he was playing mad 2004 and just spamming Michael Vick scrambles. dude. That's the only time they were productive today. The biggest problem is, I mean, Rasheed Rice is a good player, but I've been saying for two months, like, who are you going to count on when he comes down the stretch? Kelsey has not played well in basically two months. Like he's had eight straight games uh, being held less than 100 yards, which is unreal, for really him. incredible. If you think about how predictive he was or uh, productive, he was all the way up till till this season, man. So, yeah, it's either he's just falling off a cliff production wise. You know, maybe it's the Taylor Swift effect or there's some injury going on, but something is up because. That dude has been too good for too long to completely just fall off the uh, you know fall off the map at the snap of a finger. Yeah, and the other thing is is one thing about him is he's always been like so professional. Like there's never been like a time where you can look back and think like, man, Travis Kelsey is really imploding this team. But dude, him slamming his helmet on the sideline, Andy Reid was fucking pissed. the The staffer tried to give Kelsey his helmet back, and Andy Reid's like. No, 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 just keep his helmet. He doesn't need to go back in the game. Like, imagine watching your offense play that poorly and you say, oh, we don't need our best player to go back in the game. Like, that that's where it's at for the Chiefs right now. It's, it's weird to watch because it's just not something we've been used to since Mahomes has been there, but it's here, man. They don't uh, – unless they just, like, are lulling everybody to sleep and they just flip a switch when it gets to the playoffs, which I don't think that's what's happening, man. Like, when you're relying on – uh, Kadarius Tony and Valdez Scantlin, who is there's no switch there, dude. I mean, yeah. it would take Mahomes. Like I said, you know, me and Jordan, our buddy Hawk, were texting, dude. I think Mahomes does have it in him to just go on a straight up like legacy cementing run and carry them. But you know, you're putting just a tremendous amount of pressure on him, and everything's got to go right, right? Your defense has got to continue playing lights out week in and week out against some really, really tough teams, and then hope that Mahomes can just you know, put that Superman cape on and, and take them all the way. And, uh, you know, as good as Mahomes is, I still think he's as good as he's ever been. Um, I just don't see it happening this season at this point. Yeah, it's pretty tough to envision. I mean, it's just not playing well at all. Um, moving to the second game of the day, Eagles and Giants. Dude, I don't know what the hell happened to this Eagles team, man. They're just it, – it. nothing about it in the past month has looked the same. Um, there's a rumor that AJ Brown's pissed at Sirianni right now. Um, Hassan Reddick and somebody else was yelling at Sirianni at the end of the game. AJ Brown skipped his press conference after the game. Like things are not good in Philadelphia right now, man. I know there's some Titans fans that are taking solace in that. Cause that was the group of, on like, you know, Titans Reddit and then like the, you know, hardcore local, like Nashville media, um, the the you know the the AJ Brown trade truthers the thing they would always hang on to is this guy's got a bad attitude and they kept saying just wait till it starts to go bad in Philly dude and this guy's gonna start kicking up shit causing drama that was the one thing that they said that why it was worth it to the Titans just go ahead and move on from him when they could because he would end up being a problem now I still think his talent outweighs you know I think he'd yeah. be twice as big a headache as he's been and it'd still be worth it because dude's a freaking stud but uh but yeah there there had been rumblings that he was kind of could, could be a problem child in the locker room um prior to this also yeah it, I mean dude that might be part of it but I don't know it just I feel like the Eagles were so used to just playing ahead in every game last season, and they really just cruised in the second half of every game last year. And not, like they're finding themselves in tight games against teams that they should be beating. It's, I don't know, man. I think I still think they're fine. Honestly, I do still think that's that team's completely fine. Their defense is obviously a problem, but their offense can score enough points to keep them in any game. Um, but how about Tyrod Taylor, man? What do we got to do to get Tyrod Taylor's starting job? Once again, dude goes out dropping dimes, man. Damn near leads him to freaking winning the game, man. Like, I just, I got so much love for Tyrod Taylor, and I feel like he's never gotten a fair shake in the NFL. Poor Tommy Cutlets, man. 
The Tommy Cut. I mean, the Tommy Dayball Cutlets didn't throw him under the bus, over. dude. You know, I don't know if you saw Dayball's comments in the post-game press conference. He said the team just needed a spark. He said it wasn't necessarily about that, you know, DeVito was playing that badly that he needed to get benched, but they just needed a spark. And sometimes just putting in a, you know, an experienced backup quarterback is is I mean, there's really nothing else you can really do. You know what I mean? There's nothing else you could try to kind of just jolt your offense to life. I and mean, we saw it yesterday with uh with the commanders and they put Jacoby Brissett in. Yeah, still not good for Tommy Cutlets. Though. I, don't, I, f- I fear Tommy Cutlets is uh, – I, I think his 15 minutes are up. I just – I don't know, man. That Yeah, that, I think he's definitely going to be – he's going to be like the chapter right after uh, Lynn's sanity when it comes to like New York sports. Yeah, sucks. I, I liked watching him, but these last couple of weeks have not been his uh, – his shining moment. Um, let's just, we'll, we'll just touch briefly on the first half of this game. Um, Brock Purdy, three interceptions. I, I don't really know what you can read out of that other than the Ravens defense is playing really good football. The first, the first red zone pick that was, was uh, that was brutal. You know, he didn't, didn't see the safety coming across the middle. Great play by the safety. That, that one was unforgivable. The other two, I mean, I'm not going to call them flukes because the Ravens made those plays by, you know, putting pressure on. But I don't think they're like, you know, they weren't like, a, you know, like a Kirk Cousins style interception where you just straight up, you know, they weren't like the first interception Brock threw. So uh, we'll see what he does, man. His MVP status is definitely uh, hanging by a thread right now. I think he's got to come back and win this game or all the 49ers MVP love is going to get shifted over to Christian McCaffrey. Um, but it, you know, as bad as that first half was, they're down by four points at halftime. It's anybody's game. I've been really impressed with the Ravens, man. They're good. Offense is played under control, un- unspectacular, but under control. You know, they're a uh, they're a, a referee Mortal Kombat leg sweep away from you know having a, a really really clean game on offense in the first half. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be fun to see, man. What, what's your read on it right now? I think if I'm calling it right now, I say the uh, I think the Niners still get the win by a field goal. I think the Niners win because I think that last possession they had they started to lean on McCaffrey again. I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I I never really understood the the Purdy MVP talk considering he's not even the best player on his team. Dude, McCaffrey is the the thing that runs that offense. If he can run the ball and they they can stay ahead of the chains, that offense works. When they don't and they get into third and tens, the offense not is not the same. So I've been on the McCaffrey should be their their uh is their best player and should be their lead MVP candidate for a while. I mean, dude, honestly, if you're giving out an MVP award this year, I don't know how you can watch the Ravens and not think it's Lamar. Honestly, that dude has to do so much to keep his team in the he's game. He's killing it. It's just the numbers, bro. The only reason he's not running away with it this season is because the numbers don't match up with the eye test. You know, unless unless you are watching the games, like you said, you don't realize how well this guy's playing, man. He has to literally what's, what's do. Him right he has now. to do everything for this team man like i don't watch obviously all the ravens games but watching the first half of this game he literally has to do every single thing for this offense to work like there's nobody else on the team that can just take over like he doesn't have a christian mccaffrey to hand the ball off to and just lean on him like no you are the you're the running back the quarterback you're whatever we need you to be on offense and yeah it's and so much of their success on offense is based off of the defense have to having to be on their heels because the threat of him taking off on a, you know, on a read option or, or just taking off out of the pocket, man. Like that's really, really kind of the catalyst for everything else that they do. So yeah, the numbers just absolutely do not tell the story with Lamar Jackson this season. Probably, you know, if not his best year ever, it's a close second to that 2019 year where he did win the MVP. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move off. I, I'm with you. I do think the Niners win, um, but let's, let's move to the rest of the weekend. Um, Let's start with two teams that deserve the love. Um, Lions are NFC North champions for the first time in their franchise's history. Uh, it, it was pretty cool, honestly, seeing them win it. Um, I had some mixed feelings before the season about this team. I, I don't know. I just it, it's always weird hearing the Lions being good and, and in the same sentence. So it, it's weird, but. We had to give love to them. Um, here's a st- I got to offer a quick correction from last week on the Lions. I know I was talking like I was in amazement on it. I had, I didn't even I wasn't even thinking about it that you know the NFC North has only been around since 2002 when they were saying it was going to be you know first 
first NFC North championship in franchise history. Cause I was thinking like, man, how is that even possible? And I remembered a couple of years that they had some, some decent playoff runs with Barry Sanders. And that's when I remembered, Oh yeah, they used to be in the NFC central. And it's the, it was the first time in 30 years they've won a division title. Still yeah, first time since. Yeah. Still awesome. I mean, yeah, it's still a crazy stat that somehow you go 30 years without winning a, you know, four or five team division, whether it was in the old alignment or the new one. But yeah, I just want to offer that one from last week. Cause I remember, uh, when they're in the game yesterday, they were saying they were going to win for the first time in 30 years. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I could have swore we said last week on the show was their first one ever. And yeah, so just a little brain fart by me. I mean, that's still a really long time for to, to, dude, <laughs> Yeah, it's still a huge drought since 2002 and they've never won. <laughs> like you're saying it like that's not a long time, dude. 21 yeah. years in the same division to not win one division crown. It is ridiculous, but yeah, but I, I was thinking it was literally the first time ever, man. So yeah, hats off to the Lions. I just, dude, I hope they don't go one and done. I, I want to see the Lions get to the conference championship this season. Or at the very least, you got to get to the second round. You know, like if you end up losing to a better team, like you end up having to go on the road to play the Eagles or the Niners, so be it. But you cannot go one and done. Um, We're going to talk about the Browns next. So I got to talk about this stat. The Cleveland Browns and Detroit Lions have both won 10 games in the same season for just the second time in NFL history. Last time it happened, 1953. Oh my God. That's pre Super Bowl. Yeah, dude. I read that yesterday and I was like, holy shit, man. Like, that is, this is, these are yeah. unprecedented times, man. Dude, the Browns are looking like a real threat with Flacco, man. Like, he is a legit NFL quarterback. And I, I think, dude, he's got a little bit of like no fucks given yeah. uh, attitude. Just, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but just the way he's carrying himself, the, the confidence he's playing with. He looks like he knows, like he's already a made man. He's playing with house money, you know, nothing. If this whole thing implodes, he's really not going to catch any of the heat over it. Um, and, dude, I, I like what I'm seeing, man. Big, strong dude, still moving around decent enough, right? Like he was never the most mobile guy, but he's still buying a little bit of time there in the pocket, and his arms are as strong as ever, man. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I think they're they're way more lethal than they seemed a month ago. Well, yeah, let's just, since we're talking about Joe Flacco, let's lead into this. Amari Cooper, 265 yards yesterday, most in franchise, franchise record, history. Man. Dude, 265 yards in an NFL game as a receiver is unreal. I mean, yeah, Julio hit 300, but, like, dude, 265, especially for the Browns who play in a stadium right by the lake and the wind blows off the lake and stuff, like, that's a dangerous team, man. That That is a – that is not a team you want to end up playing round one. Their defense gets after you. If they can get anything out of their offense, good luck, man. Good luck playing them. I mean, round they one. feel a lot like like the old Flacco led Ravens teams or like Eli's Giants teams, you know, rolling in the playoffs. They were always just nasty physical teams, man, with with QBs who played with, you know, just ultimate confidence, man. Like they're just going to freaking sling it, dude. If they throw two picks in the first half, big fucking deal. They're going to keep chucking that ball downfield. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. I think the Browns are a definite threat to come out of the AFC. They're going to pull some upsets. It's not going to be an easy road, but they, they're totally on the list of contenders at this point. Uh, another team that I, I'm not kidding you. I, I did not think this team could do this yesterday. Dolphins with an absolutely gutty win yesterday. That, yeah. That's not the game they typically win. When it's ugly and they got to win an ugly game, that's typically the game, the game they struggle. They got a tough defense. Dude, I'm starting to have real doubts about the Cowboys, man. They literally play so bad on the road, and they're going to end up having to go on the road round one. Dude, I'm not they convinced they beat me, the man. Bucks, man. Yeah, I'm right there with you, dude. They just seem soft to me, man. They, they seem like a soft-ass team. Ton of talent, dude. You know, they they could beat – they really could beat anybody in the league, um, but they just seem soft as hell. I thought it was – Tyreek was clearly playing on one leg yesterday. I mean, there was a lot of times he couldn't even push off of his right foot and still ended up with 100 yards. Dude, I'll give two a credit. Is, man, I'll give two a credit. Jalen Waddle is closer to Tyreek Hill than – I think anybody realizes, dude, Jalen Waddle is fucking good. He is. I'll give two a credit, man. He hung in the pocket yesterday and took some big hits, and he just kept getting back up, and they kept playing. And, dude, Raheem Mostert, good God, that dude turned back the clock this season. Like, I assumed when A-Chan came back, it was just his job. No, 
Mostert is still the lead back by a pretty hefty margin, and he's, yeah, he's balling, killing. man. The dude just keeps playing well every week. He keeps scoring touchdowns. It's The Dolphins are an impressive team, another team you're not going to want to play, and they end up with the one or two seed. It's going to be tough for someone to go to Miami and win, man. Mostert may end up playing himself into the the offensive player of the year conversation, man, if not MVP, dude. like I feel like he's Christian McCaffrey without the hype. He's played really well, man. He, he really has. And I'll tell you what, the more I hear uh, Mike McDaniel talk, that dude is just, he is such an impressive, like, football coach. Like, he, he yeah. just loves football, man. You could if just, you haven't been watching the Hard Knocks in season, it's definitely worth catching up on. It's on, really on good, man. He The dude just, like, he lives football. Like, it, it's his life. And I, I know, like, when you look at him, he doesn't seem like your normal, like, typical football guy. But the dude just eats and breathes football. And you could tell his team respects him, too, man. They had Tyreek yesterday was talking about him. He's like, he just never lets us get too far down or too high up. He just, he wants us to just play loose and you, that's how they play, man. And it, your head coach is a, a big reason of why you play the way you do. And Mike McDaniels, Oh, Ravens down to the two yard line. Um, I think you're like eight seconds ahead. Of me. Oh, sorry. It's all good. Um, but yeah, the dolphins are going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs too. And, me and you have been talking about this all year. This is such a weird year that I feel like anybody can win. Playoffs are going to be fun, dude. Oh, playoffs are going to be so much fun. Yeah, it, it sucks. We only got two weeks left. I like writing that week eighteen or week seventeen. This week was uh, brutal for show notes because just not ready for it to be over. Um, but yeah, the playoffs are going to be incredible, man. There's so many good teams right now. Yeah, I'm really excited for the tournament this year. Uh. We'll touch briefly on the Falcons drubbing the Colts. Wow. <laughs> Did not see that coming. Should have started Heineke all year, man. He's nothing, you know, he, he's, you're not going to go out searching for every, you know, Taylor Heineke Ricky card you can get your hands on. But I just feel like the floor with him is so much higher than it is with uh, with Ritter, dude. Also, it really helps when you use B. John Robinson and Kyle Pitts properly, like, makes a huge difference for your football team when your two best players are getting the ball regularly. I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just crazy talk, but dude, Bijan had 122 yards on like 19 touches yesterday. The dude's just dynamic. He did make the dumbass bonehead play. Heineke, whether or not Heineke threw it late, whatever, it should have should have still been a touchdown either way. That it fucked up your parlay, right? cost me right? a grand, man. I would have won $1,000 yesterday. I would hit a, fi- yeah. a five-leg touchdown parlay. That was all I needed, and yeah, it just it sucks. But yeah, for those who weren't watching, it was I think it was the second quarter, and Heineke threw a pass to uh, uh, Bijan in the front corner of the end zone, and Bijan let himself kind of kind of drift out of the out of bounds instead of you know kind of attacking the football and making sure he got two feet in. So yeah, it cost cost the J man some some ducats. Yeah, no good, but. I was impressed by him yesterday. I'll give him that. I wish they would have been playing like this two weeks ago, but um, I, I told Seth yesterday, Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw on the pregame show, which who knows what Terry Bradshaw knows, but he sounded pretty confident when he said it. The front office apparently told Arthur Smith after last week, you are not starting Desmond Ritter again this season. Um, start Heineke next week. And they basically told him you either went out or you're done. And th- there's zero chance they're making the playoffs. So I looked at the um, the chances and w- what they need to happen. I mean, they'd need the Bucks to lose out to win the division, which I don't think that's going to happen. The Bucks are actually starting to play well. Or they'd need the Rams or the Seahawks to lose out and somebody else to lose a game. It's just not happening. It's just, it's just a shame, man. They gave they away so many fucking right games, man. Yeah. They gave away five games easily this season, and – yeah, it, it is. It's just, I think Arthur Smith's pride just got the best of him. And he just, he told Ritter that he wanted him to be a starting quarterback and he should have never been his starting quarterback. But, oh, well, it is what it is. That was exciting yesterday. At least I got a Christmas Eve win and Hawk can't say anything. And Hawk said he was done watching football after yesterday. So that was enjoyable for me. Uh, Zach Wilson to the Falcons, man. 2024. Let's make it happen. Yeah, hmm. 
I seriously think there's a good chance that the Bears do end up taking a quarterback and trading fields. The longer Justin this fields would be great, dude. He'd be great. Tyrod. I, I mean, dude, I still feel like the Falcons got a solid roster. They just need a quarterback. Yeah. Hell, Matt Ryan, bro. If Matt Ryan's still there, oh, man, God. I feel like this team is running away with the division, dude. Maybe I just got, you know, Falcons, red, rose colored glasses on. For Matt Ryan, dude, but I feel like that dude just really got a freaking raw end of the deal his last couple seasons. He did, and he definitely wasn't right, but that's just where we are. Um, if, but if the Falcons can't make the playoffs, I'd just prefer they lose out at this point. Like, there, there's no there's no real point in winning games at this point if you're not going to make the playoffs. Um, what about Russell Wilson, dude? If Russell Wilson, nope. it looks like him and Sean Payton, nope. you know, rumors are that they're heading for a divorce this offseason. Nope. How are you feeling as a Falcons fan if they bring Russell Wilson in for horrible. one or two years? Horrible. Absolutely horrible. I can only imagine him re- recording uh, fucking Rise Up promos for the Dome. I'd, I'd be disgusted. That, that might be he'd enough. Have, he'd have future at every, uh, at every game fucking booing him and rooting against him and shit. That might be too much for me. I don't think I could handle it. I kind of hope that there was, I, if they don't make the playoffs, I hope they end up with a top 10 pick and they end up drafting um, Jaden Daniels out of LSU or some quarterback, they just, they have to use a first round pick on a quarterback eventually, man. And if you're going to do it, this is the year to do it. Cause you just said it, they are literally a quarterback away. There was never a more toxic family moment than the uh, 2016 divisional round of the playoffs when Future had his son, who's also Russell Wilson's (laughs) stepson, in the luxury box dancing with a Matt Ryan jersey on as the Falcons were stomping the shit out of the Seahawks. Dude, just feel bad for that little kid. You know, he don't know. He's caught up in this, man. It was just, that was just ugly. As much as I'm not going to lie, I laughed my ass off about it, dude. And I loved it because I liked Future more than I like Russell Wilson just as people that entertain me but uh i still thought that was pretty ugly yeah um is there anything else that you really want to touch on from this uh oh party just got picked again oh my gosh uh, well we what happened there dude he just literally threw it right to him dude i'm telling you this dude behind the sticks and behind in the game is not good i i said this a couple weeks ago when they played the eagles them not getting uh, that touchdown right out of the gate and putting them up 7-0 completely fucked up. Did he fumble or something here? What happened at the end of it? Hold on. I think he did. It looks like the Ravens defenders are already consoling him. Yeah, it's going to be a good week for the uh, the Brock Purdy. Uh, hey, oh, it looked like Purdy got hit as he threw it, so still not good. No, it didn't look great what was there anyways. Oh God! Yeah, that, was it a fumble? I don't. Uh, I don't know. We, we're gonna need to get that on like freeze frame. They should be able to freeze frame it here. Uh, yeah, Purdy took a pretty big shot right oh, there. Yeah, the ball's out, man. Trent Williams. So we're it. about midway through the third quarter right now. Ravens holding a. Uh, yep, ball's out. Ravens holding a. I don't know. Is it? I don't know how they're going to call this, dude. Wait till you see that. But Ravens holding a uh, 23-12 lead on the Niners. Brock Purdy stone four interceptions. MVP candidacy. If, if it's not dead right now, it's on life support. Uh, we'll see what they can do, though. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about from this week? I didn't think there was anything else we really had to touch uh, on. You, what did you think of the schedule, man? Did you like having it spread out between Saturday, Sunday, and the three Monday games? I, I kind of dug it, man, with a long weekend. I feel like it gave me something to at least have on the TV. You know, on background is... We spent a lot of time kind of hanging around the house. This is the only thing I'm going to say is I, I I feel like the Saturday Saturday games are a disservice to teams that are in a playoff race because a lot of times they're getting a short week. I don't know, man. I just I don't love it. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't love the Saturday games because I do feel like those teams get screwed. Oh, they called it down by contact and that's not reviewable. Yeah, I thought he was too looking at it. Um, So... I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. Like it was good as a viewer, like having Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday games. But dude, it, these teams are in the middle of a playoff race and they got to play on a short week. I just I didn't love that part of it, to be honest. Fair enough. I mean, everybody should be on full rest right now. We should just do away with when you get down this far last three weeks, it should either be you're playing on a Sunday or Monday night. There should be no Thursday or Saturdays. You know me. I'm all about all 16 games on Sundays every week, man. Yeah. I, I, I like having a jam-packed Sunday, dude. Well, this is our last Monday night game of the season tonight, too. I don't know if you realize that, but there's no Monday night games the next two weeks. 
Hmm. Touchdown Ravens. We'll need to we'll need to discuss if we're going to do Sunday night or still keep with Monday night episodes. We'll have Monday night game during the uh, wild card round. Dude, this is a boat racing. They are All right, Niners. Do, do you think the Niners answer, or does this just get uglier from here? Well, now the Niners are just going to have to lean heavily on throwing the ball, and the way Purdy's playing, I don't think that's a good thing tonight. He, had, You can tell he has zero confidence right now. Yeah, he's looking shook, dude. Woo! Well, the Ravens are officially the front runners for the Super Bowl at this point. I don't think there's any denying that, man. They are for real, man. This is a good team. Yeah. Yeah, they look real. Offense and defense, playing complimentary football. Even special teams look good, man. They had some good kick returns tonight. Like, yeah, this – Hey, you know the other good it's news? It's hard not to beat. Yeah, the other good What's news up? is Lamar starting to go nuclear and up up 21 points on your brother now because Brock Purdy's got negative three. <laughs> What a collapse, dude. So my little brother, and we, we got a really great fantasy football league. It's been pretty much all the same members going on 18 years. A lot, a lot of history, baked in rivalries. Jordan opened up the week as like a 22-point underdog in the semifinal game against my little brother, and he's now looking like he's going to hold on to win. Uh, dude, you got to worry about the garbage time, though, dude. One freaking yep. – one Brock Purdy to Christian McCaffrey touchdown pass, man, because he's got the Niners kicker, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm still not out of it yet. I'm still not out of the woods yet, but we're we're in. I think you good. need the Niners to kind of keep it close, but just avoid McCaffrey, uh, McCaffrey and Purdy TDs, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah. What what an amazing comeback, though, dude. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this was a fun week of football. I just we're winding down the season, man. Only two weeks left, but yeah, we'll have to decide. I think maybe next week we should do. Oh, shit, that'll be New Year's Eve night, though. We ain't doing it Sunday night. Yeah, we'll do Monday night, man. Well, Monday we'll night's in the middle of the Monday two evening. college football playoff games. That's cool. We can throw those on. Uh, we can throw those on for like our our uh, live viewing. There you go. Um, all right, let's break, let's break it into picks. No, we got to do race for number one, man. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, so we're, 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 dude, Bailey F and Zappy. Got it done. Lifted the uh, Patriots up by the bootstraps, man. <laughs> yeah, got them out of the race to number one. So, I mean, dude, every I saw all the Patriot, you know, Patriots fans on Twitter were like, "Oh, we wanted to lose that game," you know, because Boston they're they're so spoiled, dude. If they're not winning the championship, I think they'd rather just bottom out. But I'm like, dude, y'all understand? Bailey Zappi, he's playing for his job, dude. He don't want them drafting some freaking high round quarterback, man. He's trying to hang on to that starting job again next season. The Bears are starting to win too many games, too. Their second pick's going to end up falling out of the top 10 because I can only assume they're going to beat Atlanta this week. Um, yeah, Bears, They since that horrible start, man, they played pretty good. I, I feel like Eberflus is kind of off the hot seat at this point. Yeah, I don't think that's what Bears fans want, though. Like, I don't think they want no. him off the hot seat. Dude, so the Bears are obviously still got the number one pick, basically locked in because I don't think Carolina's going to win again. Um, Arizona at two. Then you got Washington, New England, with both with four and eleven records at three and four, and then Giants, Chargers, Tennessee, all at five and ten. Two six and nine teams, which is Chicago and the Jets, and then you've got uh oh about seven seven and eight teams. Um, Atlanta leading the pack because they've got the easiest schedule in the NFL. So they're ten. Yeah, I think the Bears got it locked up. I think it's just a matter of what are they going to do with it? Are they are they going to keep the same regime in place? I think it's just you know. That they're really going to kind of end up setting the tone for the whole off season. Yeah, going to be interesting, no doubt. Um, but yeah, that's really it. We don't really need to do playoff picture this week because, I mean, the AFC changed a little, but we'll we'll really start to hammer that next week and the following week. So we'll we'll skip that tonight. Yeah, and one good thing for the Niners, the way it's played out the last couple of weeks with the Eagles and the Cowboys, this game doesn't have quite as big a stakes for them as we thought it did. Um, you know, when we started looking forward to this one a few weeks back, they should still be fine even with this loss. Well, I wouldn't say that because they got the Rams week 18 and the Rams are going to be playing for a playoff spot. So that's going to be a huge game. And if the Eagles win out and the Niners lose one more game after this, the Eagles get the one seed. So, Yeah, but Shanahan owns McVay. We know that. It's very true. All right, you ready to get into picks? Let's do it. Yeah. Dang, they about got another one, man. Almost a fifth interception for Purdy. Uh, what, uh, how, how did we do last week, man? Hold on a second. I got to tally everything. I forgot to tally everything up after today. Well, while you're tallying, we'll do some bonus picks for the college football playoff, man. I 
am going Alabama and Washington to move on to the national championship. All right. I, I, I'll go uh, – I'm going to go Michigan and Washington. Okay. Um, last week for – this week for picks, I went 10-5. and five, You went 8-8. Eight and eight. Oh, you got one. Good for you, man. <laughs> this was a rough week for you, man. A lot of the – the 50-50 games we had, you were on the wrong end of them this week. So, yeah. All right. Let's get into week 17. Man, two weeks left to go. It's a wrap, right? I got the uh, regular season crown. It's 8-4-4 four, and four now. So, yep, it's over. Okay. Maybe we'll go uh, – maybe we'll pick by points in the playoffs, man. Really make it interesting. Well, so yeah, I mean, we're going to keep this going, obviously, through the playoffs. Oh, yeah, so. for sure. And then, yeah, the championship is for fun anyways. Yeah. All right, first off, Thursday night, we got the Jets and Browns. I see no reason why the Browns will lose this game. This should be an ass whooping, I think. I just – I don't see any way the Jets can beat the Browns. Yeah, they have a decent defense, but their offense is just so bad. I mean, they almost gave that game away yesterday because their offense is so bad. They were a- Huge game Saturday night. Dan Campbell heading to his old stomping grounds to face the Cowboys in Dallas. I think the Cowboys get it together and get the win, man. Against I, I feel like I should be rooting for the Lions. I feel like the Lions are going to have a letdown. I mean, they damn near lost that game yesterday. I think uh, I think Cowboys get the win. Yeah, the Lions are riding the absolute highest of highs right now, and the Cowboys are in a must-win game this weekend. They cannot lose this game, so I'm going Cowboys as well. All right, huge game Sunday right at noon. I don't know how this one didn't get flexed out. I guess CBS just blocked it. The Dolphins and the Ravens in Baltimore. What I'm seeing tonight, man, this is a really good Ravens team. I'm going to go Ravens. Ravens look good, but, dude, it's going to be a short week flying cross country. And despite what the score shows, this has been a physical-ass game, dude. Like, the Ravens are going to be feeling this one, uh, you know, tomorrow and Wednesday, man. Um, But, you know, the Dolphins had a tough-ass game on Sunday, too. Yeah, and the Dolphins got to play outside in Baltimore, so. Yeah, we don't know what the elements are going to be like. I'll go Baltimore. If it was in Miami, I think I'd go Dolphins. I would as well. I, I'm giving the advantage to the home team in this one for sure. Two straight drop passes for uh, Devo Samuel. What do we got? All right, Patriots and Bills in Buffalo. I think the Bills keep it rolling. Yeah. Despite Bailey Zappi's best efforts, I think the Bills get the win. Bills are playing really well. I, I agree. The Bills are going to win. Falcons, Bears in Chicago. I'm going to go Bears. I don't feel good about picking the Bears over my Falcons, but I'm going to go Bears. Um, yeah, Bears. Raiders and Colts in Indy. Man, the Colts didn't exactly impress me yesterday. Like, didn't no, didn't give me the warm fuzzies that that's a good team. I mean, their defense does nothing to disrupt the other team, so... Raiders are red hot, dude. They're coming off a 63 points, uh, a showing against the Chargers, and then um, and then beating the uh, the Chiefs in Kansas City on Christmas. You know what? I'm going Raiders, man. I'm talking myself into it. I'm going Raiders. I just think the Colts are going to end up faltering at the end of the season. I think Colts get it together, man. I'll go Colts on this one. Uh, we got the 90s expansion game, the Panthers and Jaguars in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's looked horrible for the last month, but I still don't think they're as bad as Carolina. I say Jacksonville gets the win. We don't know on the status of Trevor Lawrence right now. Yeah, I'm going to go Jags too, but I, I'm going to be honest, I don't feel good about it at all. I wouldn't be shocked if the uh, Panthers went in there and beat them. You got the Titans and Texans. Uh, you know, the Texans beat them two weeks ago without C.J. Stroud. You got to imagine C.J. Stroud's going to be back this week. Uh, I think it's another hard-fought loss for the Titans. Houston wins. Yeah, I'm going Texans as well. I just – there's no way C.J. Stroud is missing three straight games. Like, I mean, unless he's, like, brain dead or something, I don't really know what we're doing here. Goddamn, pal. I'm just saying, man. The- the uh, let's hope CJ Stroud's not brain dead. The uh, <laughs> the Rams and Giants in New York. Rams are playing some of the best ball in the league. I think they get the win, dude. He has them playing 
like every week is a playoff game because I mean you kind of don't want to see them in the playoffs dude you know Stafford's another one of those guys like Flacco man he's been there done it all got the ring like he's just gonna go out there and sling it also let's talk about Matt Stafford for a second here like if you're either in a contract year or you're going for a record that's the guy to have he got Megatron the all-time record for receiving yards in a season he got uh cup the triple crown two years ago and now he's about to get Puka Nakua the receiving record for a rookie in a season like dude whatever you want to say about Matt Stafford he might not be like the greatest winner in the history of the NFL but he'll get you some stats god damn dude he, and he just keeps pouring it on too man i just i just thought like this was the season he was really going to slow down but man Nakua was just such a hit for them in the draft that dude is so good do you think Puka Nakua has passed CJ Stroud for rookie no, of the year with no. Stroud missing these last few weeks no. i i i still think they always lean heavy on our quarterback to win those awards yeah, and, you know, McVay's offense has kind of got, like, the same thing as, like, Shanahan's offense. Sometimes you feel like it's just the scheme, right? And it's, you know, I don't feel like Cooper Cup got as much credit as, like, somebody else would have if they got the the triple crown in receiving. But, yeah, what Nakua is doing right now is absolutely incredible. That dude is a, a monster on the field. Uh, Cardinals and Eagles in Philly. I think Eagles roll. Do they need a, like, convincing win for their psyche. I, I feel like this is the game they need to get right. So, and the schedule makers didn't do them any favors that eight week stretch, but they really rewarded them for the last three games. Didn't they giants Cardinals giants? Yeah, it, it, it had to balance out at some point. I mean, the giants were a playoff team last year. So if, if they would have returned to form this year, they really would have screwed the Eagles this year. The uh, huge, huge, huge game down in Tampa. New Orleans heading to town to face the Bucks. man. Uh, this could just about wrap up the division for the Buccaneers if they get the win. It does wrap up the division if they get the win. Um, Even if the Falcons win? Yeah, the the, or the Bucks need to lose out for the Falcons to win the division. All right, so Bucks playing for their playoff life. Baker's on a little bit of a heater They're last winning. few weeks. I think they get it done, man. Unless the Saints put in Jameis Winston. Dude. I just I don't understand what they're watching. Like Carr is so fucking bad. I'd rather have Tate. Yeah, either Taysom Hill or Jameis, man, instead of him. Carr is just he's not good, man. I I'm glad that dude's not my quarterback because they got to pay that dude like 150 million dollars over the next three years. Not good. Yeah, I'm going butts as well. All right, 49ers and Commanders in D.C. Keep in mind, 49ers are going to be flying cross-country, and it's a noon kickoff. Uh, despite what we're seeing tonight and all the stuff I mentioned previously, I still think the Niners get get back on track from what's looking like it's going to be a loss tonight. Yeah, I'm going Niners as well. There's there's no if, if they do end up losing this game, there's no way they're losing two in a row. I mean, then again, they did lose three in a row this season, so anything's possible, I yeah. guess. Huge, huge, huge game for wild card implications. Pittsburgh Steelers heading up to Seattle to face the Seahawks. Both teams sitting at eight and seven. It's at Seattle. Yeah, um, at Seattle. I'm Seahawks then. Seahawks look like a different team with Mason Rudolph, dude. I told you guys last week Rudolph you was going to lead a Christmas you mean the miracle. Steelers look like a different team with Mason Rudolph. What I say, Seahawks. Yeah. You know what I meant. The uh, sure yeah, I mean the Steelers. <laughs> Steelers looked. Uh, Damn, dude. They are just taking chunk plays out of the Niners defense now. Yeah, Steelers kicked ass on on Sunday, man. Heading up to Seattle. Seahawks kind of got like the Vikings vibes from last year, dude. Winning back-to-back weeks on last-second touchdown drives. Uh, I I think the Seahawks get the win, though. I don't think Mason Rudolph. I think that was literally just a Christmas thing. I think that was more of a, the Bengals coming back to earth a little bit too. Their their defense is bad, man. They've been giving up chunk plays the last couple of weeks, and Browning didn't play his best ball. So I just I feel like that was a little bit of him coming back to earth too. So yeah, I'm going Seahawks. This one should be interesting, man. Bengals fighting for their playoff lives, traveling to face the nine and six Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Fuck! This is a huge game for both these teams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, that's dude, a the big Chiefs game, can't man. lose this game either. Yeah, the Raiders are on their ass. <sighs> man. 
There's no way the Chiefs lose four straight home games, dude. I just, I Bengals, Bengals have played the Chiefs tough. I mean, these teams, despite Joe Burrow not being there, these two teams know each other well, man. It's, I think the Chiefs, I think the offense bounced back enough. I think the defense is going to keep doing what it's done. I think the offense bounces back enough for the Chiefs to get the win. The other thing too is if Jamar Chase plays because he obviously makes that team way different because. When it's just T. Higgins going downfield, there's not the threat of Jamar Chase. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs as well. I just don't think they can lose four straight home games. I think Tad just tapped out for the season. My little brother, he just texted me, well, so much for this season. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Sunday afternoon game, the last gaps for the Broncos – uh, if I think they might still have like a less than one percent chance of getting in, but it's looking very slim. You got the five and ten Chargers heading to town. I think the Broncos do get the win. Man, imagine if the Raiders, Chiefs, and Broncos—well, the Chiefs can't win. The Chiefs would have to lose. Imagine if the Broncos and Raiders win and the Chiefs lose. That the Broncos and Raiders both have the same record. They would all be tied with nine wins going into Week 18. And the Broncos awesome. and Raiders play each other, and the Chiefs got the Chargers at at L.A. So, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm rooting for chaos. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going for the Broncos to win just because I want to see absolute chaos in Week 18. <laughs> and then Sunday night game. Again, I don't know how this one didn't get flexed out unless they just blocked it because it was New Year's Eve. Uh, Packers and Vikings in Minnesota. God, dude. I say... Vikings, man, I, I don't really, I don't know. I feel like these teams are pretty much kind of right on the same level this year. So I'll go Vikings just because they did they did play decent yesterday in defeat. Where's it at? It's in Minnesota. Yeah, I'll go Vikings as well. I do not like All what right, I've that, seen from the Packers the last month. Dude, they should have lost to the – we didn't even talk about that. They should have lost to the Panthers yesterday. I mean, yeah, it Panthers took it down to the last game. second – I don't know what the hell is going on with the Packers defense, but they are just getting shredded by anybody right now. All right, let's get to million dollar bets. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. All right, Jordan, how did we do last week, man? We both went one and one. Um, you had the Bucks plus one for 50K, obviously hit. You had the Bengals minus two and a half for 50K, not even close. I had the Lions minus three, that hit for 100K. And then I had the Colts minus two and a half for 100K, that did not hit. <laughs> did not go well. <laughs> yeah. So on the season, one, I am 17 and 15, and you are 19 and 13. You're plus 300K, I'm plus 200K. All right, got to keep this 100K lead going the rest of the way. You go first, man. What's your first bet? I'm going Bronco, or sorry, not Broncos. Browns minus 7.5 for 100K. I'm going to go Seahawks for 25K minus 3.5 against the Steelers. Okay. Minus 3.5? Yep. For 25K. All right, my second one, I'm going Eagles Cardinals over 47 and a half for 100K. My second one, I'm going to put another 50K against my team, the Titans. I say the Texans minus three and a half, 50K. All right. I got it. All right. And let's, I think we have just, we didn't do the mailbag this week because we didn't want to be bugging people on Christmas Day for, uh, uh, for, for questions, uh, I think the lovely Ari, the fig wife, Jordan's uh, lovely better half, hit us with one question to close out this episode. What's it going to be, Jordan? All right. Ari hit us with, uh, which player or team has been the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year? I'm going player, man. I'm not going to say Aaron Rodgers just because he went out yeah, four plays unfair. in. I'm going... I'm going Deshaun Watson, dude. I think Deshaun Watson was just abysmal, man. I think, you know, between the stuff on the field, off the field, uh, he finally strung together a good half of football, and then he was out for the rest of the season after that. So I still think that's got a chance to end up going down as the all-timer, worst trade, worst 
transaction, whatever you want to call it, in NFL history. And honestly, at this point, man, if I'm a Browns fan, I'm looking at next season. Like, I don't know if I want him back instead of Joe Flacco, dude, as crazy as that is to say. Yeah. I'm going to go with your midseason MVP as the biggest disappointment. I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence, man. The dude has 23 oh, touchdowns. So bad by me. 23 touchdowns to 19 turnovers, and he has looked. Dude, they have such a loaded offense, and he can't even run the offense. Like, oh, see, he threw some bad ones yesterday, man. That one he threw, they were still in the game in the early part of it, and it was just, I don't know what he was looking at, man. Threw it straight to the defender for I a huge still return. don't know how the fuck you picked Trevor Lawrence at your midseason MVP. Dude, the advanced stats, he was good the first half of the season, man. The numbers just didn't show it, dude. He was making chicken <laughs> salad out of chicken <laughs> shit the first half of the season. I thought the numbers would catch up to it, and they were going to go on a run. I, at this point, dude, I think Doug Peterson might end up catching some heat this offseason, man, because they have they they've invested some serious money in that roster, and it is not going well, man. They they're going in the wrong direction from how they ended last season, even how they started this year. I mean, they weren't they still like seven and three at one point this year. Uh, they were, yeah, they've lost four straight. Yeah, so it's been very ugly in Jacksonville, man. Um, yeah, I uh, like I said, I think. I, I, I'll eat it, man. That was a freaking horrible pick by me, putting him an MVP. But I still think my judgment was sound at yeah. the time, even though, you know, obviously none of us has a crystal ball. We can't see the future. Dude, if they end up collapsing and don't even win that division, that is going to be a really, really rough pill to swallow for them. I think they have to lose out, though, to not win the division. So they've they've got at least the tiebreaker over. No, they don't have to win out. They just have to lose one game. Neither the Colts or Texans have to win out, and they beat them. So, ooh boy. Yeah, it's just ugly because you feel like they were really, you know, the arrow was really pointing up last year because they they were almost like the Texans of last season. They didn't start that great, but they finished off really, really hot, got in the playoffs, had that amazing comeback against the Chargers, and gave the Chiefs a pretty decent game in the second round of the playoffs last season. Um, made some solid offseason moves this year. So you really felt like this was going to be a, a nice building year for them, and they've definitely took a step backwards from where they were at the end of 2022. Yeah, pretty crazy. All right, man, hit us with some closing thoughts as we wrap up this uh, this Christmas edition of The Goal Line. Again, uh, me and Seth want to wish you guys all a Merry Christmas, and we won't talk to you before then, so Happy New Year. I hope uh, 2024 brings you guys everything that you're looking for, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week.